Hello friends, welcome to Lean In with Lexi. I'm your host, a certified personal trainer and nutritionist, a lifestyle entrepreneur and a minimalist who is a traveling gypsy with her entire family. Personal development is literally my love language and that's how we got here. I want a life that is extraordinary, filled with countless memories with less stuff getting in the way. This podcast is here to grow and create impact for you to show up for your life. Each week we'll be diving into all of it. I am here to help you lean into all the things you are facing because this is real life, folks, and you deserve to live a life at a level 10. Hello, welcome back to Lena with Lexi. Thank you guys for coming. Today we have a special guest and it is... It is me. I'm not sure how special the guest I am, but it is me. I am her husband, Camilo. <laughs> this is my husband, Camilo. And I've been getting a lot of people asking questions about our travels and what's going on. So I thought bringing him on and we could kind of just talk about our different experiences, even though we're doing it together, would be kind of interesting for you guys. So I guess we'll kind of start off with talking about Camilo's feelings about traveling and kind of get it from a male perspective because they have a different way of feeling things, right? Like I feel like I'm more emotional and he's more analytical. So what's your take on the traveling and your feelings wrapped around that? I think asking me right now, I love it. At first when you brought it up, it was definitely kind of like a culture shock. As you guys know, we had just bought a house in South Windsor. We were only there for two years. Uh, definitely a house that I probably liked a little bit more than her. 100%. Um, I, I was definitely the one that kind of drove it in and saw the potential in it. Uh, it just kind of checked out a lot of boxes off for me. So I, I definitely thought we were going to be there a little longer, maybe even a forever, forever home. home. Yeah. Um, so that was that was kind of weird, you know. It's it's obviously exciting to go and and have the opportunity to go see so many different spots and and meet new people. But I think that at first, you know, I was definitely kind of very antsy about just getting away from what that social norm is. You know, having the sticks and bricks house and being not a no matter a gypsy, as I was actually called this weekend. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's. It, I think that when you kind of step away from it and, and just see it for what they are, it's it's things, you know, the, the house, as they say, does not make a home. And yeah, you know, I think kind of letting go of it has been definitely, you know, very, what's the word I'm looking for? Eye-opening um, experience? No, more of uh, it's relief, just, yes, stre- that's it. Stress it's, release? It's def- definitely been a stress release, I mean. Obviously, the more things you have, the bigger you have, the more you have to fill it up, or yeah. there's like a saying. For sure. I mean, I remember moving from the Manchester house into which South was Windsor, smaller. which was smaller, and we still carried a bunch of crap from there. Like, I remember moving the crap from Manchester to South Windsor stuff that we probably hadn't even touched in years and like I vowed to her I was like we are never doing this again and I don't ever want to have all this crap we didn't because we sold it all (laughs) yeah true (laughs) but just getting rid of all that stuff was just uh, it was it was very shocking to to kind of see how much stuff you accumulate over the years right because we came from an apartment with not much in the house that wasn't that big and then to yeah and to South Windsor. And I think that sometimes people are like, well, you guys did it so fast. And we did, but we always had talked about 
wanting to be in like a tiny home. And we had it, it something that like it sparked our interest. It wasn't something that we ever put up a guard towards. Like for sure, I think we we kind of first started talking about it when the whole uh, tiny home movement started. started on like, like HGTV. we could do that. I was like, I, at least I said yeah. I could do that. Um, it it, it kind of is good though that it kind of happened so fast because I feel like definitely probably for me you saying that I'm the more analytical type. I think if I had too much time to think about it, I probably Talk yourself out of it. <laughs> nah, that or just kind of drag my feet a little bit. What about, so talking about being analytical, like how are you feeling with like your work-life balance on the road and how's that all working out for you? I mean, I think it's, I think it's been great to be honest. I mean, I, I don't know if it'll be as it was for the first call it year again. Uh, so as I'm sure Alexis kind of mentioned, I had kind of started doing stuff on my own for probably back in like 2019. Always kind of did it on and off, but you know, got a little bit more serious about it in 2019 um, with the thoughts of kind of going off on my own. Actually, at the beginning of this year, I was kind of setting a goal for myself. And then through whatever happened or just, you know, fate and stars aligning, uh, I got let go June of 2020, which kind of pushed me into my own thing a little bit faster, but it actually worked out because it was actually in a good time because I was actually in the middle of finishing up a, a fairly substantial size project. On your own. Yeah, on my own. So I kind of did that. And then that coupled with, you know, some miscellaneous small projects here and there, you know, it just kind of kept us afloat. Um, you know, obviously. The, the... But is this the balancing or you think <clears throat> that you had this huge project where we still had the sticks and bricks that kind of helped to float us to go on this adventure where you weren't doing as many projects. Like, have, do you feel like you haven't really found that work life? I don't think I've, I don't think balance? it's, no, well, I mean, it, it wasn't there. It's, it, I finished that one project. I just kind of did some projects here and there. And then just kind of, we floated off of the vendors paying us at their own discretion, which by the way, they dragged their feet. I think we just <laughs> finished up one vendor payment like last month and most of those invoices were due over a year. So, you know, definitely one of some, the downsides yeah. is of working for yourself. Correct. Definitely some stresses, but I think it, all in all it's worth it. But I, I guess where I'm going with the, the whole balance thing, I mean, from, I can honestly say from outside of some smaller projects from November till almost about March, I mean, I, I had a bunch of open time, you know, and I was just kind of, you know, really just enjoying life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I was, I was getting to kind of play a larger role in the daily care of the kids and spending more time with Gavin as far as homeschooling and if Nico needed to be put down, you know, I'd, I'd be put down. But, you know, at the same token, you know, I, I know Alexis will back me up as many times where I would tell her, you know, I, I would definitely feel like I just wasn't accomplishing anything. You know, I loved my time being able to spend with the kids. But as Work far definitely as definitely makes you feel just I felt like I wasn't doing anything like right. having any projects or just positive influence in in, in, <laughs> in in yeah in life for society um but you know it was it was nice you know it helped that we were in a really nice area so we got to kind of spend a little bit more time dialing in some fitness goals and uh, you know just spending time with each other which i think honestly is needed because um when gavin was about nico's age 
I, I was working a ton. So, I, I mean, I can't honestly say that I remember a lot of his younger years, um, at least not like the little intricacies that I see with uh, Nico and, and just watching him growing up. So I'm definitely grateful for that. Right. I think we all, we both are really grateful for that. And so like trying to find the work-life balance has definitely been a struggle. I know for me, with him not having as many projects, it was easier for me to just work whenever, which is nice because my job isn't set. Like Camilo can work kind of when he wants, but if he needs to talk to people or, you know, do vendors, it has to be at a certain time or go to sites, you know, during the day where mine is, if I wanted to work six o'clock in the morning or at, you know, 1 PM, I could do both. Sorry, um, I'm scratching at the computer. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess you kind of talked about the family dynamic. So how is that working? What do you think is working well living in a smaller a smaller space honestly um, I don't I don't I mean at least for me I don't know that the space really matters that much um I'm kind of used to the size of the bus and it's funny because when we get to like when we're traveling and like let's say we're doing a longer travel where we're not we typically don't like to drive more than four-ish hours we push it sometimes to five the that's more yeah like it. exactly that's more just because Nico just absolutely screams and it's a um chair because he knows that we're basically in the house and he wants to run around so um so if we're trying to get to a longer distance and it's anything more than like say four or five hours and we have to stay overnight somewhere um we typically will not spend the time to level out and put the um, slides out so when we do get to our destination and I put the slides out it's like it's, <laughs> it's like oh my new. god it's so big <laughs> it's really not that big I mean we're probably under easily under 400 square feet which is you know something that I mean yeah it's probably like a living room for most people <laughs> to be honest with you so yeah I mean I, I the space isn't I don't think an issue for me um, at all. Um, in fact, I mean, uh, Alexis mentions it a lot that we we often, when we slow down or stop in places, we go through our stuff again and Speaking get rid of, of stuff. more stuff. So, I mean, there's definitely, you know, things that we've talked about, like obviously if, if, if we ever get rid of the Mercedes, uh, I think we're thinking of just doing a, a car that we can flat tow. So we'd be getting rid of the trailer, which obviously outside of the car storage, it stores um, our weights. Yeah, it, it, it gives chairs. us a little bit extra extra room to Put basically lug around crap. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you can pull more crap. Yeah. And I, my last podcast, if you didn't listen to it, was on like minimalism and like steps to start getting rid of your crap in Camilo's terms. But how did you take that? Like what's, what suggestions would you give someone who is looking to maybe get rid of stuff or how did that affect you? For me, it's easy. I don't attach to things for some reason. I can get rid of anything, but Camille, I think it's a little different. I think I, I had no problem getting rid of just about everything. The only thing that I, <laughs> my tools, that took forever for me to actually go we through. We were and... literally... <laughs> Like the house wasn't even ours anymore. Like they were signing the paperwork and he was still going through his tools. They show up and we're just like throwing things into like the car because he did not organize his tools. He couldn't detach from them. He couldn't get rid of them. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's a guy thing or maybe that's and a then thing. And then it even took him longer. We we're finally on the road like a month later and he still hadn't gone through them. That's very true. 
it took I a think while. I left, I think I left maybe a box of tools at the <laughs> Manchester house, stuff that I felt like I could probably part with, but I probably would have brought with me if, if I could. So what advice would you give to people if they were looking to kind of do this or maybe just fucking get rid of everything? Excuse my language. If you need it, you buy it again. I mean, uh, honestly, at this point, it's probably just easier to accumulate. And then you have the uh, excuse to buy nicer stuff. <laughs> but what about like the travel? Like, because you are, I mean, I have driven the RV, but only a few times. Mm-hmm. Like he drives the RV. So like he had mentioned, if Nico's crying, we only do like three or four hours. And obviously he's pretty good. He doesn't really show much stress when he drives it, but it's stressful. It's a, it's a lot of weight behind you. And we have the trailer in the car. So when the baby's crying, like, you know. She's being kind. I mean, the, the whole way out, basically after we left Florida, because I was outside of going down to Florida, leaving Florida was um, the longest travel spans that we had. When we got to Florida, I got recommended a really good book series. Uh, the author's name is Jack Carr. And I believe he just released his fourth book in April and they are awesome. And they're basically um, like uh, ex Navy SEAL, conspiracy theory, everyone against them. And he's seeking revenge uh, against the world. Uh, I just plugged in and listened to it the whole time. So a lot of the times, yeah, I'd hear Nico in the background, but it didn't phase me because you were listening. I was listening and very, yeah, it was very intrigued, but so maybe that's some good advice. Like if you are going on the road with your family, (laughs) get some good Mm -hmm. headphones. (laughs) Well, I mean, I, I think especially, you know, just driving, driving something that large. I mean, you definitely have to kind of, it's not like driving a car at all as far as you can, you know, I mean, how, how often can people honestly say that they're in a car and all of a sudden they just zone out and before they know it, they're at a place, they just kind of went in autopilot because they've done that route so many times. Right. Uh, you really can't do that with a 40 foot bus and hauling 16 foot trailer behind you. I mean, it's a lot of weight. There's a lot, you know, um, very any, long. Yeah. Any steep grades. It's, it's very so scary. It's very sketchy. And uh, you know, the, the wind is definitely always a factor. You feel it when tractor trailers kind of zoom by you. Cause I mean, this thing's not built for speed at all. I mean, it hauls and pulls and, you know, drags any weight that, you need it to, but you know, that's, you know, if we had a steep incline, I, I think if I was doing 35 miles an hour or 40, I, that was fast. I mean, the majority of the time, if we're going on a steep incline or even a decline, it's fairly slow. So, but it's, it's, it can be quite nerve wracking. I mean, I feel a little bit more comfortable now than I did the first time. The first time was just very, very, very scary. Well, I think it's like anything, the more you do it, the more comfortable you get, but it's not something like, like you said, driving your car or your bicycle, like you'll just become second nature. You're always going to have to be on high alert when you're traveling, especially with something that big. But I think that we love what we got. We talked about doing like a fifth wheel and getting the truck and driving in the cab of the truck. But I think... Well, the tra- I think travel days just wouldn't be as comfortable. We would definitely probably have way more um, living space living space and so comfort much. with a, a fifth wheel especially some of the newer ones they're so big they have um like a, a bunk room which is basically like a whole separate bedroom with bunks and then there's usually a loft right above that so that can also serve as another uh, living space for kids and master bedroom with Sometimes they have two baths. I mean, you can get pretty. It's like an apartment. Pretty luxurious. Not a tiny home. Yeah. Yeah. But I think we really love the like 
the traveling in it and the fact that it's all one unit. So we'll always just have to be on like high alert when we're traveling and something so big. But what do you think is something that's really challenging about being on the road? Maybe not obviously driving. It's been really challenging, but like, I guess the dynamic of being on the road. I think the first challenge that I felt um, that gave me actually a lot of anxiety uh, was that uncertainty of where we were going. We're going from, you know, and now having, he's fine with this. Yeah, we're going, we're going from having, uh, you know, a, a steady roof somewhere where you knew where you were going, where you were landing, you know, this quote unquote shelter. And, you know, granted, it's not like we're out in the open and, you know, out in the elements where we can be cold or whatever. We're not homeless, you know, but not knowing where we were going to land. And when we finally made that first reservation, which we actually didn't make till we were already heading down to Florida. We literally just said, hey, we're going down to Florida with no reservation. We had no idea. We had a general an idea of an thought area. of an area we wanted to go uh, visit and surprise friends. But outside of that, we didn't know how long we wanted to stay there. We didn't know what we wanted to do. I think at first, Alexis kind of was only thinking for a week or two. And that just didn't seem like um, it would just be long enough. And to be honest, financially, just it doesn't make sense a lot unless it's like a highly like coveted area, like the Keys, you know, doing that for a couple of weeks. That makes sense. But um, but you get better rates when you stay somewhere for 30 days than you do if you stay for a week or two weeks, which is nice. And I feel like now we like the 30 day stays because you really get to know the area. You get to settle in a little bit. You're not like rushing you know, packing up an RV and unplugging from your site, it takes a while. So well, it's almost like you're we moving didn't know into that. the area, right. but just little tidbits, uh, like you're ordering a, uh, a a flight of beer or a flight of wine. Like you get to taste all the little different yes. flavors, you know, but you don't have to pull the trigger and buy the whole pint or whatever, you know, you get to right. kind of feel it, feel right. it out. Right. But so he, yes, he had huge anxiety about not knowing where we were going or where we were landing, where I was excited about that, like the spontaneous trips. But now he doesn't care. We were heading back home and he was like, I don't know, we'll just, we'll call somewhere and we'll stay somewhere. (laughs) And I was like getting anxiety because like, I guess maybe because we're coming back in this direction. So knowing where we were going to land. There isn't as many. Um, and that's true. And new the Northeast, there isn't as I mean, many there, places there to are, stay. But there are, but when we were coming up, a lot of them were still closed because they weren't open for the season. Most of them didn't open till like first or second week of May, and they, you know, they're open till about October. Um, and we were coming that like second to last week of April. Right. So definitely. So it, it was. That's a that's a good thing to be prepared for, like definitely calling ahead because the fact that right now is huge on season for Mm -hmm. this area. So that's going to book up. Right. And then if you're off season, it's really hard to find anywhere. And we kind of hit those problems when we were actually on our, when we left Fort Lauderdale and the um, prices too, we were hoping to kind of do a couple other little spots, you know, maybe at those points we were looking to just do like a week here and there, leaving Florida. Um, but we couldn't find anything. It was just everything was booked up. But that was because that was their like prime season. That was in March. So, you know, everything and actually all the rates go up, I think, starting December or actually January, January to April or January to May. That's like Florida's prime 
RVing season and so camping season. So you need season. to get reservations ahead of time, especially for longer stays. For sure. But COVID did help a little bit because people weren't traveling as much. So we did get into like some be- a, a beautiful resort um, mm. that usually is full. So that was a great experience. It was. Like, what do you think is the main reason that you finally said yes to hitting the road? Well, I, I mean, I, I like the idea of the freedom and we were already kind of doing, you know, albeit we were kind of forced into the direction of quote unquote homeschooling. You know, we were doing that distance learning, which honestly was a little bit more on us than him just being in front of the computer and actually being taught by, a, you know, his teacher or whatever, you know, to no fault of the teachers. I'm sure they were just kind of, you know, everything was new. It wasn't something that they had been doing before. So, you know, they were kind of tweaking out the bugs as well, but I don't know, you know, it just, it went from us having a homeschool and then you were kind of growing your business already and doing your own thing. And then I got propelled into doing my own thing and it just, there was nothing holding us back. And then, you know, I'm sure a lot of it too was maybe running from some trauma, you know, being sad about losing uh uh, baby girl, as you call her, um, and uh, you know, just kind of wanted to not be reminded of that, you know. So. Yeah. No. A hundred percent. I think it was, you know, when things are supposed to happen, they are supposed to happen, and this was definitely something that I think for us as a family was supposed to happen. So, in the end, what like experience are you, or what what are you trying to? What would your ultimate goal be? I guess from this whole experience? Like, obviously, who knows? I say, obviously, we might not be on the road forever, but maybe we will be. But I mean, our ultimate, when we started this, we said we'd only be doing it a year. We are definitely gonna be doing a lot longer than a year. We only went to Florida, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, we went through other states. We did, and that. we counted them, but we really want to go well, out Some west states, I don't and... know that we necessarily go back to. We feel that we saw what we needed to see there, and we're, we're, we're happy with that. Right, right. But like, what do you want to take from this experience? Um, I, I think it, at least for me, it's a probably a two part. Um, obviously, experiences, memories, uh, seeing some cool places that you know you either see on ads or right, you only see other hear about do, and right. see other people do. Meet new people, definitely. But then you have. Yeah, I definitely, I've definitely met some cool people. I mean, obviously it helps because I do jujitsu and I, I've been going to gyms on the road. And honestly, that community is amazing. It just, they're very, very welcoming and very friendly. And it's, it's been awesome. So I, you know, I keep in touch with some of the people that I've met along the road. And I'm sure, you know, there's going to be many more people that as we continue to, to travel and I continue to visit gyms, um, you know acquaintances you meet but I think the other part you know obviously we sold all our properties up here and you know even though we have family here it's not like we're necessarily in love with the northeast I think the second part is is obviously at some point we we are going to want some sort of quote-unquote home base and just kind of finding yeah figuring out where that is and finding it out makes our heart happy correct I mean I could see you know as Alexa said we might not be necessarily doing it quote unquote full time all the time but um, it'll be something we do I think it'll be something that that we continue to do for long uh, periods of time you know maybe it's um, something we go and we have uh, maybe the holidays the holidays seem to be where everyone wants to be kind of in you know around family and around you know in a, a central location 
maybe that's the time when, you know, we're in a quote unquote sticks and bricks. And then, you know, some other time after that, we do some traveling, you know, maybe some couple months here and there uh, throughout the year, uh, which I think would be pretty cool. I mean, I feel like for me, this experience definitely brings out the best and the worst in you, right? For living in a small space, the unknown. So, you know, you definitely need to love your partner very, very much (laughs) to be able to forgive them. Because like, I think our biggest hiccup with this is backing up the RV. (laughs) It's very stressful. It's stressful and we haven't, I mean, we've gotten a little bit better, but at first we, you know, one person would be saying one thing, which made sense to them, but we didn't didn't talk, talk about, you know, how we were going to reference things beforehand. So, you know, one, one person wants to hear it one way and then the other person saying it another way and it makes no freaking sense. (laughs) Then one gets frustrated and then the other gets frustrated. And then you just keep getting more frustrated because you're not backing up the RV. And anytime you're in a gigantic bus and backing up you always gather an audience so there's always people watching which adds to the frustration and stress, and stress. So. so don't watch people when they back up at rv like that's it's, it's easier said than done yes. we, we do we it all the time watch. <laughs> <laughs> but i think it definitely brings you closer because we're obviously spending a lot more time together and i think that's really important like you know for us we're blessed to be able to work from wherever not even just home we can literally work wherever we want so that is an advantage but don't let that deter you like Camila was talking about sticks and bricks and there's so many options like if we kind of decide to do that it can become like a rental property it can become an Airbnb so we're you know making money off of the property while we're not there like there's so many options now that can help bring you money can help to get you a life of adventure And I highly suggest it for anybody, but especially if you have a family, you know, these are memories that I'm hoping my children will take for them, especially Gavin forever. Maybe he doesn't appreciate it so much now, but I know he will when he's older. No, for sure. I mean, I think he he appreciates it. I mean, one conversation that I kind of always remember is um, we were leaving our first place in the land um, and he was, you know, he was very nervous going to that, that gym at first, because, you know, he, he got used to, you too, Jim. yeah, he got used to going to, you know, the, the place we've been going for forever in Manchester, um, Bushido Jiu-Jitsu, by the way, awesome place, you guys should check it out if you guys are thinking about it, great instructors, great kids class, so he, you know, he was going there for, what, two, three years almost, and he was just used to it, you know, like anyone, you get used to it, you get into a routine, and then just kind of going in and we stayed there for a month. So we signed up for a month and we were going two, three times a week. And, you know, at first it was a little scary for him, but, you know, he made some friends and some that he actually still communicates with. And, um, you know, I think he kind of opened up a lot more and, you know, he was very, when we were leaving, he's like, Oh, I'm kind of excited to, to see what the next gym is like. And, you know, he, he hasn't ever really been too excited about, about going, going. To it, he loves yeah. it when he's there but takes him out of that like yeah. most kids you know when you have to go and do something you kind of have to drag them sometimes but um, once they're there yeah. it's just like us right adults you don't want to go work out but exactly. once you're there you feel better doing it is there anything else you want to tell them or say to the audience about our travels our experience or our life right now as it is 
I mean, I think the biggest thing is not even just so much the travel. I think a, a lot of people have kind of been seeing this and uh, it seems like whenever we get in conversations with others, they say the same thing, you know, the, the, the thing that they've learned the most out of this past year plus with, you know, the whole COVID um, situation is that, you know, you kind of, some people got to, to kind of reset and, and really see and keen in on, on what is important to them and what the priorities really are. You know, I think that very easily we get distracted with, you know, having to work and working all these ridiculous hours and, and because we need this and we need that. And, you know, I think we, you know, we just sometimes need to step back and look and, and, and see what's really important. Thank you guys for listening and tuning in tonight. It was a pleasure coming to you with Camila. We had a great time. I hope that you could find something to take with you in your day-to-day life to make it just a little bit better, just a millimeter at a time and helping you live a life at a level 10. Come meet us on the road. Yeah, come meet us on the road. I love that. That's a great idea. I hope you guys have a wonderful week and I will talk to you next week. Thank you, friends, for taking the time to lean in with me today. If you enjoyed this podcast, please take a second to subscribe. Leave a five-star review and share it with a friend. This will help to spread the love and positivity on my mission to help everyone lean into a life they love. Now go spread kindness and show the world how amazing you are.